0: You're listening to the Innovation Made Easy podcast with Chiara Covone, episode number 67. Welcome to the Innovation Made Easy podcast. I'm your host Chiara Covone, ex-corporate leader turned executive coach and speaker. I'm here today to unfold insights of leadership wisdom and personal development to inspire you to achieve success both at work and in life. Are you ready to create your own success story? Then let's dive in. Hi there. So I wanted to discuss today uh, in this episode the difference between aiming for a higher job uh, and really aiming for an executive uh, C-suite role versus um, the functional or tactical leader that, um, that you know, people might find themselves before actually accessing an executive role. And I've spoken about uh, this subject in, in a different, uh, taking it from a different angle before. I'm going to link to that episode that was leaders versus managers. And there is some commonality between those two things, um, but but that really talked about you're in the same role and how do you want to approach the role? Are you a leader or are you a manager? Here instead, we're talking about being promoted within an organization, and so moving from a position of functional and tactical leadership into an actually uh, more executive leadership, and and there is some interesting element of this transition that sometimes we don't uh, we overlook we don't really take care of so i wanted to point those key points uh, key errors out so you know it makes sense right you are you've been working in the company for many years you are uh, you know the company you know the how the organization works you know the values you know the product so at one point you know um, you are maybe be, going to be considered for an executive um, leadership or um, a higher position. And and the interesting thing is that not everybody reaches that point, right? Not everybody is getting candidated um, for, uh, um, for an executive role. And so some people feel that they have reached a ceiling in their career progression and don't realize, you know, what is it? Why I'm not promoted into a C-suite job, why am I not getting that jump up? And and I I think that the distinction between really being a functional, tactical, uh, operational leader versus becoming a C-suite executive is something that is probably in the way. So the higher you go in the organization, the less your functional expertise will actually not matter that much. There are some exceptions. There is some companies that are very much driven by um, people coming from say marketing department or people that that come from a finance department or legal functions. So there is um, clearly patterns of growth that we see in organization. But the point is that when you reach a function agnostic position, uh, it's really when you are basically able to implement um, new um, ways of working, build teams, find efficiencies, and, and really cultivate relationships across all functions. So those skills that are quite soft skills are not necessarily coming from a specific function. and And so you want to be really understanding, you know, what is it there, where are you in your career progression? How much are you still function specific and linked to your function, your to function expertise, and really also want to encourage yourself to stay there versus how much are you actually stepping up into a function agnostic uh, role? So the first thing you really want to do is actually understand what do I want where do I want to go, who do I want to be? Because sometimes it's easy to be seduced by these positions, right? But it's oh, I want to be an executive. I want to have that promotion. But you want to consider that this promotion could mean that could mean actually to move away for what you actually enjoy doing. And so you have to to think about that. Are you really somebody that likes to put the hand in the sand and continue nurturing your functional expertise? Then. Then you might want to consider is that really do i really want to be candidated for a c-suite job so if your love is if your love for work is the function you serve you understand that you will plateau in terms of the progression the successes in that specific area you will collect right let's think about for example innovation and r&d so if you're somebody that really likes discoveries and innovation if you're moving into a more of a um, maybe a COO position or a, or a CIO position or any other position, you won't be having such a grab and impact on the what, and you don't want to, right? I mean, your people, the people under you, don't want you to, to be too present and influence them. So I think it's a really interesting balance to understand when do I want to, you know, be more sitting. At the balcony, or still be the one that actually does the things and operates the, um, you know, the the nitty gritty elements of the job and the project. So you want to be consider expanding what you are responsible for within your function, and what I mean by that is is about, I mean, how much are you happy to stay? in the single function versus you really enjoy the creating communities and cross-functional collaborations and thinking strategically and uh, work on expanding the business um, and, and go outside your area of expertise. How much are you comfortable in that, um, that discomfort? So it's really something you want to be considering as a first step. You know, what is it that I really want, what is it that I really enjoy and how far do I want to stretch myself. The other thing is you want to be thinking about stop being so protective of your territory and you want to be start really looking across, cross function, across department, across regions. So that step of becoming function agnostic leader, becoming more an executive leader, really will demand from you that you are letting go of that protectionism of this little endeavor, of the little domain you are responsible for within the function, because the point of executives are really, the, I mean, the element of networking, the element of making the, the pie bigger in sharing and collaborating and avoiding silos, is really what companies, want and need at those levels. So you really want to think about those. You don't want to be waiting, in fact, to be promoted into a position that expands your responsibility to begin to really start looking across the organization and and see how can your team collaborate better with others? How do I get ourselves out of these silos of inefficiencies? Because when you start really thinking more holistically around you know, sitting there and start thinking what is my function doing where are we investing most of the time right and is anybody else in the organization doing something that could actually could help us become more efficient become leaner in these in these activities or any other thing or the other the other way around right how, how do we How did we land on something that is so powerful that actually it's really important that we share it with others so that we reduce the amount of work maybe for others, we increase the efficiencies of others. So this way of lateral thinking and thinking more holistically will also change the way you solve problems, the way you collaborate with others, the way you set the goals for yourself, for the team, for the ambition of the organization. The results of that shift is really how you're showing up. And you're gonna be really seen by others as a true leader and not just a functional leader. So, so I always tell my clients, right? See the job, live the job that you want already now. Don't wait for this job to land on your, on your lap. Live it, start seeing this opportunity and start living that opportunity and start thinking with that mindset, what would you do differently? How would you look at your job if you, were, if you already had that uh, promotion in your pocket then the other thing is about considering how you engage with your uh, with the other peers so and this is really about i think think if it might have happened to you already right so you were peer with somebody and all of a sudden you're actually the boss (laughs) and and there is a lot of tension that can happen in those moments in those phases and transitions because clearly know some of your peers will feel competitiveness towards you they will not accept you as a leader they will feel jealous of you getting promoted they feel they will feel they've been unfairly treated because they wanted that opportunity even if they didn't want it but they feel like why haven't i not been put forward for this job why have i not gotten this job if actually you know if they actually applied for it didn't get it because you got it instead so we really want to be Um, actually thinking way ahead of time. How do I relate to these people, to my peers, in a way that it kind of serves me also later on? And that's quite sensitive, right? Because you can't, of course, lead and, and deal with them as if they were already reporting to you. But you want to consider you know, their points of view, you want to show curiosity when they talk about business, you want to engage and build a relationship of trust and not of competitiveness. That's really fundamental. Because if you are there already thinking, oh, it's you or me, they will see you as a threat, they will see you as a competitor. So the moment you get that promotion, they will, you know, that that's going to exacerbate even further. Versus think about really having that relationship of, you're amazing and I'm amazing and let's work together. Let us let me tap into your wisdom, into your knowledge, into your intuition and, and really be curious about the other person to build that trust, to build that relationship with each other. This is really uh, actually a win-win for you, right? Because you are gonna enhance the relationship you have in the moment with your team. Your boss will be surprised and pleased of such a collaboration and collaborative um, atmosphere in the team, but you also will be able to start thinking already more holistically. Because when you really curiously learn about somebody else's perspective and how they think and how they work, you actually also increase your ability, your capacity to think holistically, to think broader. So it's really an interesting uh point that. You don't want to be waiting. And I can see that so often that, you you know, executives or wannabe executives really um, have this kind of a racing, competing um, mindset with their peers and the opposite is actually what serves you best. So I think this is a really, really fundamental point that I want to uh, call out. The other fundamental piece is moving from being an operational executor to being a strategist and this is really what i work a lot with my clients i'm really looking at your calendar and see how much of your time is actually spent in implementation in operational activities versus how much are you actually strategizing and this goes back to the idea of you want the job start living the job right now how much are you digging into the nitty-gritty and not delegating and not trusting your team not letting go not be the sponsor instead of the PM and how much instead are you really looking at where do we want to go how do we do this better how do we strategize because the further up in the organization you go the less your job will be about implementing um, the others other people's strategy is going to be you designing the future, you envisioning the future and translating it to something that other people can implement. And this is so powerful, right? We all want to have an impact in the in the work we, we do. So how do we how do we step into this this role of not waiting for something to land on our lap, but actually start thinking holistically, how would I strategize? How would I, you know, what risk would I consider taking in this job, in this, for this organization? Because it's one thing to take the idea of somebody else and implement it, and then it, you know, if it doesn't go the way you thought, well, too bad, it wasn't me, right? But steering a required organization actually requires you to really start doing informed um, guesswork, to start really taking informed decisions, really gather your data, gather the information that is available, and then decide, this is the route we're gonna go forward with. And if it doesn't work out the way you hoped, what are the learnings on the way that we can gather and collect? What are the insights? So you want to really have that desire, that desire to have the accountability without attaching so much on it, right? You don't want to be making it feel that your self-worth is attached to the outcome. It's more about there is always different options. There is always different routes to go. I'm going to gather the information, I have experience enough to really think it through and then I take a decision and we we'll stick with it. And if it doesn't end up, end, out in the way, uh, end up in the way I thought it would, well what are the learnings on the way? How can we look back at this period, at this experience, this journey and think that this was the best thing that happened to us, right? That mindset of in everything there is a gift and opportunity. So you also want to be um, start really uh, getting more people sponsoring you. You want to be feeling that um, you're not a solo player, you're not you against <laughs> the world and just going ahead and, and hoping for the best. You want to be having um, a lot of people that are looking at you, that believe in you, that see your your influence. Um, see that your ideas are well thought and well you know interesting and engaging and relevant Um, so you really want to build that personal branding and this is actually something that requires a lot of time because you can't push it you can't go there and brag about your ideas that's not gonna work I actually have another episode about that so I can link it in the show notes also but this is really more about relationship building it's about Negotiating in a, a pathetic way, um, revising the how you accommodate um, the needs for your key stakeholders in your idea, right, but without landing on a minimum common denominator, because that's a lose-lose for everyone. It's more about how do I really get these people on board to see my vision and of course include part of their considerations, their thoughts in me to evolve my thinking. We're not protecting our ideas just for the sake of protecting them, but more because we think that we have a vision, we have something that we have we can deliver. And of course somebody will have to take decision at, at one point, otherwise you know nobody is accountable. But it's really more about okay, these are the people that I trust and that I can have a Mastermind approach with I can have a ball plank exchange of ideas with, but then ultimately I'm happy to start f- shaping my ideas and and find people that are going to be advocate for my ideas. So this is really something that I find it's so exciting because when you start practicing this of how would I how would I show up if I were already a C executive with that. Desire and that sparkle that you can feel in your, in, you know, in your stomach, in your belly, and and think exciting about right. I want to see. I want to start testing it. I want to use the opportunity that I'm not in that role yet, so that I can I can kind of train train myself and use this time as a training to be then the amazing executive when the opportunity will be actually on the table. So learning to, to see, okay, how do I form an idea? How do I gather? How do I, fo- how do I get advocacy for my ideas? How do I build better relationships, better networks? How do I create um, or break silos and create collaborations across different teams and different functions? So I really think that if you want to get to a C-suite job, you want to start now, you want to start envis- envisaging that future now. you want to start thinking with that mindset and have the excitement, not the scarcity, not the not the desire, not the, the that thought of blaming yourself or blaming others or judging yourself and judging others because you don 't have it yet. the opposite getting that desire, that excitement, so that when you actually have the opportunity you 're ready. so I hope this will lead to a lot of inspired executives out there and uh, let, me, let me know what you think. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, before I let you go, I wanted to let you know that I have free masterclass for you to access. It is a comprehensive um, class about why we procrastinate and what we can do to instead achieve massive results. If you're tired of dreaming and wanting and you're ready to take inspired and effective action, then this masterclass is for you. Go to covone.se forward slash goal and get instant access to this free masterclass to help you finally stop procrastinating and allow your dreams and wants to take back the front seat.